Hi there, I'm Jeremy, and I serve as pastor of First Christian Church in Valamosa Springs. Since 1830, First Christian has tried to be a community church, a place where people from different walks of life and even different understandings of the Bible could join together to worship and serve God. If you're looking for a place like that, I want to invite you to join us this Sunday. We love having guests in worship. Our gathering time starts at 1030. We have coffee and other breakfast items that we share together as we spend time with one another and catch up with each other. At 11, we have worship. If you're a believer or just someone who's interested in Christianity, but maybe you're not sure what it's all about, we want you to know that you'll be welcomed at First Christian. I hope you enjoy today's message. Today's sermon comes from the good news of Matthew, the first book in the New Testament. You know, our Bibles have two parts, the Old and the New Testament. The Old Testament tells the stories of the Jewish people and how they came to live in a covenant relationship in the land of Israel as God's people. The New Testament tells the story of how God comes to live with his people through his son, Jesus. Today's reading comes at the beginning of Jesus's mission as he announces the coming of God to be not only with the Jewish people, but with all the people of the world who will commit their lives to following his teaching. Let's read Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 through 23. As Jesus walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon Peter and Andrew, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed Jesus. As he went from there, he saw two other brothers, James and John, in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed Jesus. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and proclaiming the good news of God's kingdom and curing those who were sick. Some of my greatest memories were made at my granny's house. She lived in a two-story farmhouse that in the very beginning, a hundred years ago, had started out as a one-room log cabin. And over the years, families had added to it until it was large enough to raise two or three families. I remember those early mornings on the farm. I'd still be in bed when the smell of biscuits and gravy started wafting up the staircase and found me, and I knew that Granny was up and the day was just starting. I would hear Granddaddy downstairs as he pulled uh, on his boots and got ready for the work of the day, and then I would hear that front door to the home open, and I'd hear Granny walk out on the front porch with her house coat pulled tight, and from deep down would come this call 
that would pull me up out of the bed. The call wasn't for me, actually. It was her calling the cows to come and eat. I also remember times that my cousins and I would be up on the hill or down by the creek or in the holler, and we would lose track of time, and supper time would finally come, and Granny would once again go out on the front porch, and deep down she would find that voice. And no matter where we were on that property, Granny's voice would touch us. And here we would come running. I wish this morning that we could uh, read and and study all of Matthew chapter 4 because there's so much here about the calls that come to us in life. In the very first part of Matthew chapter 4, we see Jesus going out into a deserted place, a wilderness. And he goes out there to be alone with God, to focus his mind and his heart on God, to seek God's purpose and God's direction in his life. And he's so focused on God that for 40 days, he doesn't eat anything. On the 41st day, the tempter calls. That's what Matthew calls him, the tempter. But this tempting voice calls to Jesus. And this tempter, seeing his hunger and seeing the pain that comes with that hunger, calls out to Jesus. If you are who you think you are, turn these stones to bread and get you something to eat. But Jesus overcomes. He says to the tempting voice, we don't live by bread alone, but we live by the very words that come from God. The tempter comes to Jesus a second time and calls him to the highest place on the temple and calls to Jesus and says, throw yourself down from this place. And if God's really God, if God is truly in what you're doing, then he won't let you die. But Jesus overcomes a second time and he says to this tempting voice, we shouldn't put God to the test. A third and final time, the tempter comes and takes Jesus to a high mountain, as high as he can get him. And he shows Jesus all of the world, its power, its fame, its pleasures, its prestige. And he says to Jesus, he calls to Jesus and says, if you simply bow down and worship me, I'll give you everything your eyes can see. And Jesus shuts him down for the third time. And he says, we only worship the Lord. In that battle between the tempter and Jesus, I think we see the battle that we face in our life, the call that we feel in our lives sometimes, which is this, will we focus our lives, all of our energy and our resources and our talents, Will we focus all of that on taking care of ourselves? Is my life just about seeking what I want and what I need and what I desire? That overwhelming, tempting call in the world today, as it has been for as long as we've walked the earth, is this. Is there more to life than me?
That's the reason the second story this morning, the one that we read, is so important because we read it in contrast with the calls, with the calls that the tempter makes to Jesus. We see and hear another kind of call this morning when Jesus is walking along the Sea of Galilee one day and he sees two brothers casting out a net, trying to catch enough fish just to eat and maybe have a few left over to sell. They were busy doing what they did every day. They had learned the patience of fishing when those fish weren't easy to catch. They had learned courage out on the Sea of Galilee when those storms would come up and suddenly they found themselves in the midst of those waves and that lightning and that wind, and they found the courage to make it back to land. They had learned to trust in the maker when they went through those dry spells of fishing, and it seemed like everything out there in the Sea of Galilee had just disappeared. They were people just like us who wake up every morning, slip on the boots, grab the car keys and a cup of coffee, and hit the ground running, trying to make a living. They had bills to pay and children to raise and homes to build and chores to do and things to fix and groceries to buy. But one day, Jesus calls them out of the midst of life out of the middle of their routines and their schedules, Jesus calls them out of that with these words. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. I like that. If they had been architects, Jesus probably would have said to them, you know, you like building things. You like building houses and palaces and temples. Well, follow me and I will, and together we can build God's kingdom together. If they had been nurses, Jesus probably would have looked at him and said, you know, you've spent time caring for the body. Follow me and we'll care for the body as well as the soul. One voice comes to us in life and calls us to use what we have to take care of only ourselves. And then the voice of Jesus calls to us. He calls to us to use who we are and what we have and what we know to take care of others and to build God's kingdom one person at a time. The tempter tells us to seek our own gain, our own comfort, our own profit, our own power. But then the voice of Jesus comes to us. And he says, come follow me and live your life for something bigger and greater than yourself. The tempter tells us to do whatever we need to do to get ahead and to get what's coming to us. Jesus calls us to focus our attention beyond the right now and see how God might use us in his greater work of kindness and grace in our families, in our neighborhoods, in our workplaces. The question we have to answer today is whose call are we going to answer? Are you a follower of God today? And are you a nurse? Then Jesus meets you at the hospital bedside and calls to you, follow me 
and I will make you a nurse for the kingdom of God. Are you a follower of God and a teacher? Then Jesus meets you at the schoolhouse every morning and calls to you, follow me, and I will make you a teacher for the kingdom of God. Are you a supervisor and a follower of God? Then Jesus meets you at the door every morning to the office, and he says the same thing, follow me, and together we'll bring the kingdom of God here to this place. Like my granny's voice, and how her voice used to reach down into the creek and the hill and the holler. Jesus's voice comes to us, echoing through our lives, finding us where we are and calls us to be who we are for a greater purpose. Jesus calls to us and reminds us of what the Apostle Paul phrased so beautifully in his letter to the Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. Whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart as though you were working for the Lord. And in his letter to the Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, Paul says, whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. Someone once prayed a prayer. It's this, show me, Lord. Show me, Lord, how to take who I am and who I want to be and what I can do and teach me, Lord, to use it for a purpose that is greater than myself. Jesus's call gives our life purpose. Jesus took those two ordinary fishermen with their weaknesses and their strengths in their unknowing and in the practical wisdom that they had received and learned and gained as fishermen every day of their lives. Jesus took them as they were, and he gave their lives meaning and purpose and direction, and God can do the same thing for each of us. Jesus called them to follow him, and he took them from village to village. He showed them the beauty of life, but he also showed them the despair of the world. Jesus took them from village to village and he showed them the wonders of love and how much grace and mercy can mean to someone who's hurting. And he also took them to the places where they saw the heartache of what it's like to live from day to day. Jesus took them to places, to villages where their message was received with joy. And Jesus took them to villages where they were run out of town. Jesus's call, if we answer, will take us to new places. His call will take us outside of ourselves so that we can see our place in God's plan to bring the kingdom to this world. So often we live our own existence, shut off from as much as we can, shut off from as many people as we can. We live in our own small bubble. Like those fishermen, we sit on our boat separated from the rest of the world. Sometimes we live our lives with our heads down, focused only on the task before us, casting our nets forth, hoping to grab hold of something 
anything that will give our lives purpose. But then Jesus comes and he calls us and his call awakens us to something that the gospel writers and the other apostles could only describe as the coming, the bursting forth of the kingdom and the rule of God. You and I can be a part of what God's doing in the world. We can be a part of something that's bigger and greater and higher than ourselves. I believe with all my heart that this little country church can be the place where heaven touches earth, where men and women and children find God, where brokenness is changed into wholeness, where lives are renewed. I believe that this can be the place we can be the people where love flows into us and into our community and our community can be changed through the grace and the mercy and the love of Jesus. But one thing we have to let go of, one thing has to disappear when we hear this call of Jesus. There's no room in Jesus's call to discipleship for maybes and hope so's. We have to let go of small thinking because God's kingdom is coming. If we will only believe and sincerely answer the call of Jesus, we can be a part of something that 40 years from now, they will still tell stories about. I can hear, I can hear those stories now. Do you remember those disciples that used to worship here back in those old days of 2020? One Sunday, they heard the call of Jesus. And when they heard that call, they answered. They followed. They believed beyond belief. And way back then in 2020, Valamosa Springs saw what the Lord could do with a small country church committed to listening to the call of Jesus. Thanks for listening to our sermon podcast from First Christian Church. If you'd like more information about us, or if you'd like to contact us, uh, you can find us online at visitfirstchristian.com. We also would love for you to connect with us on Facebook. I hope that you have a wonderful and a blessed day, and I'll see you next time.